Ah, there it is. All right, sorry, folks. Morning edition. Here we go. Welcome, everyone. That's right. It's Totally Local Podcast. We're coming to you this morning. Oh, my. Get your coffee. Get your donuts. Stop doing yoga and pay attention. It's the Totally Local Podcast. Monmouth and Ocean County entrepreneurs, local businesses, and colorful characters all around this place. Are you tan? Are you going to the beach? Are you staying safe? You got a little, uh, you know, tan markings from your mask. You got like a, a white mouth and then, the, and then, and then the dark, dark, dark top forehead, you know? what I'm saying here? Come on, people. Get with me. Oh, man. Aaron. Dude, you're amped up this morning. I uh, am. This is how I start every morning. My, my wife is happy that you're subjugated to this and uh, and she is not. Brett Morgan, you have disappeared. <laughs> Brett, just, Brett just texted me. He's like, I just got dropped. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to text him back to come in. I'm sure he'll, he'll there jump There we right. go. He's back. He's back already. There we go. <laughs> what a way to start, Brett. Uh, you know, quick, quick drop off and, and jump back in. It's it's all good. We've only been practicing, practicing this Zoom thing for the last six months. Should have it <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost. Seventh month will be the charm, I think. I hope. We know when we no longer need it, everything will work perfectly. Yeah, exactly. When we're when we're finally, you know, doing more of those on location spots, which Aaron last last week that was a lot of fun. So thanks for hooking that up. Yeah, it's always good to to have cocktails. I don't we don't have any ready this morning. Um, just just coffee to to get the day kicked off. I'm sitting at home right now. We're on seventh month will be the charm. I think. Okay, there we go. All right, uh, Brett. How are we doing? Am I here? Are you here? You, you seem to be here. You're, you're, Can you see uh, me? You're doing a little little dance around the uh, old screen there. I'm switching rooms. There we go. Man, look at Aaron. Am I here now? Uh, yeah, I think so. Can you hear us? We can hear you. A little choppy. Looks yeah, good. yeah. I like, I like the lighting. Uh-oh. Morning edition, people. Anything could happen. Anything does happen. Will happen. And and probably, probably, uh, probably experiencing it right now. <clears throat> oh, all right. Well, uh, I just want to know if the Wi-Fi is better at, at the co-works buildings. <laughs> I mean, I just I hope so, and I hope it was wired up. I'm uh, yeah. That. Oh man. <laughs> I'm not in my office. The problem. <laughs> well, yeah. Brad, just to just to make sure everything is, uh, we're seeing a live version of you. Um, just tell us, tell us a little bit. Give us a little intro about uh, kind of you know how, how, what's your connection to Asbury Park and Red Bank and 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 a little bit of how you got started. Um, I guess I moved down to this area. I, I grew up in South Jersey. Then I. Um, I lived in North Jersey and went to school in Montclair for a number of years. And then I moved down to uh, Ocean Grove in like 2004, I guess it was, um, mainly because um, I was spending a lot of time down here surfing. And then I saw Asbury Park and, and it was uh, Montclair at the time. I had a business there and it seemed to be getting very uh, difficult to, to operate. Um, I came to Asbury Park and it was like, oh, you want to run a business here? Cool. You can do whatever you want. And it was a very uh, different <laughs> economic environment. So uh, that initially attracted me to this area. It's changed a little bit now, but, uh, but yeah, that's initially was, I came down and I saw this gorgeous like, like 
city, like, like literally on the ocean. And, um, yeah, I fell in love. What, uh, what, what year would you, what, what year did you say that was? That was like 2004. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's really cool. So it was pretty much uh, a, a playground, an open, op- you know, it was kind of your, uh, like a white canvas, blank canvas. You could just kind of do what you wanted at that point, right? Yeah, there wasn't, I mean, it's funny, you look at Cookman Avenue now, and I think there was maybe one or two businesses that were open on Cookman, and, and um, I, I remember when, like, Brick Wall was probably, Brick Wall Market in the middle, or kind of, like, at least in that part of Cookman, where, right where the park is, um, Fresh was kind of, like, the, like, I remember when they opened, and it was, uh, and I was like, oh, wow, there's actually a place to go now, we can hang out <laughs> What, uh, so did you, you started Coworks on, um, on Madison Ave, is that correct? Yeah, so we, we, um, our first business in town was Bands on a Budget, and that was on Madison, and then we moved to the adjacent storefront, um, when that became available, because it was a little bit bigger, and our team was growing, um, we had had the idea, like, it was a little bit too much space for us at the time, so, um, we had had the idea of, like, like, opening up like a like basically we put up a couple of desks just to try and like help subsidize some of our rent and um that was like 2010 when it was like nobody even understood what co-working was people would be like why do we why would i want to share an office space with you or anybody else <laughs> and um but that's for a couple of years and what we worked into the whole industry and and um now it's uh, it's everybody wants to be in it so yeah. Um, so we started there and then we moved over to Lake House when they first opened and that's when we were able to do like a proper fit out with private offices and a lot more of the amenities and, and, um, and be able to really like execute fully on the concept. So you mentioned, uh, you mentioned bands on a budget, you mentioned co-works, uh, you're, you're a partner in Humble Humans, which is like a development company. You do Asbury Fresh, which is... Humble, Humble Humans is, is not... Um, uh, that's not a thing anymore. Now we've actually just rebranded that as uncommon digital. Okay. And, um, but we're, we're doing like digital strategy, software design, software development, um, web mobile, things like that. So, but, uh, but yeah, humble humans is, is not, um, uh, is this we've, we've changed that over, changed the name over. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you got that. You have, uh, like I said, the Asbury fresh, which you've tr- you t- changed the brand over to fresh market. Cause it's expanded. Basically what I'm getting at, Brett, is you're doing way too many things. You need to make room for the rest of the people in the area. You are, uh, you're, you're doing a lot of different things. How do you <laughs> like, what motivates you to, to, to like, cause you're doing all this stuff. You, you see it all happening and everywhere I go, it's like, you see, you see Brett, you see Brett like in the, in the pictures, like in, in social media, you're, you're at the market, you're doing the fresh market, you're, you're, you're doing stuff for coworks. Like, where do you get the energy? And is that just something that you've, you've been, a, you've been doing, you know, just your whole life or how, how do you, how do you, where do you get the energy, man? Um, I mean, it's a little bit, it's, I can't even take credit to team. I mean, it's partners, having good partners, having a good team of people like to help, like, like work with you daily. Like, um, I, I'd be lying flatly if I said I was the one doing all of the work. Mm -hmm. Um, my role, like look at my role more is like, see something like, Hey, this would be an interesting opportunity. Or what would it look like if we were to like try and expand in a market into this type of neighborhood or, or trying to find like a building for a potential co-works location. And then, um, and then just having processes and having a team to help like build and manage those processes is really 
how we do it. And um, I can't even say I, how we do it. And um, and in terms of energy, I mean, I just, it, it's just uh, taking care of yourself and making sure you're not like, surprisingly, I don't overwork. I, um, I do a, make sure there's a lot of time for myself, whether it's like, like I have a daily yoga meditation practice, um, getting on a bike, surfing, like traveling, like when we could travel mm-hmm. and being able to make sure that you're carving out time. Like I don't look at it as like, Oh, it would be nice to go on vacation. It's like, no, it's a necessity for me to recharge. And, and if I can't do that, then I'm not able to function as, uh, as I need to. Necessity to go on vacation. I like that. Aaron, write that down. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> I'm going to try that, but I definitely can't do it the way Brett does. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not in my DNA to uh, get in an airplane, <laughs> get in a backpack, and go and go away for a month to some foreign land. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to be Brett and those that are that have the capacity to do that because it's awesome to watch. But you know, if it's not a Ritz Carlton, I'm out. <laughs> so, speaking of vacation, we were all kind of put on a uh, required, uh, demanded uh, vacation. Let's just call it that. When all this stuff happened, everything that we had in the works and everything that we planned kind of, kind of got skewed or, or you know, thrown off course. And as far as putting things in the works, speaking of works, uh, co-works. You were looking and and are currently. I saw it on on Facebook that that you're you know it's still you know it's still being rehabbed or worked on. But you were you were expanding co-works into Red Bank. Was that something that started before the pandemic and the lockdown, or is that something that was was you know kind of got cooked up, cooked up you know after it? When did when did the co-works and Red Bank stuff started ha- start happening? Um, I guess we've been looking at a third location for probably about two, three years at this point. And we, um, we had a couple things not work out along the way. Um, the Red Bank building, I, I, we probably started like that whole thing probably about a year ago at this point. And, um, but in terms of like just working at a deal with the existing owner and then, and then we purchased the property with our investors and, um, we, um, uh, we closed on that, I guess in like, I guess it was in February. So it was pretty much right before the lockdown. So we just had started our construction then it got frozen. And then, uh, fortunately it, it was already the floors that we're rehabbing right now was, was already office space. So, um, it's a matter of just giving it a makeover. It's not like we're going in there and, and like, like, or doing a full engine. So, um, it's a pretty quick fit out. And our, our contractor that we're working with understands how we operate too. So he, he knows our vision and what we're looking for. So we're hoping to get open by August first. So we were, we hit a little bit of a delay with the, the shutdown, um, the construction shutdown order. Um, but fortunately we had, had most of like the planning is already in place. So it's just a matter of like, all right, we got to put down the hammers. We got to go and start swinging hammers again. And, um, so we didn't, we, I think we were only off by about six weeks on, on, uh, on that project. So we were we've been trying to we've been trying to uh, I think when this first hit Aaron wanted to kind of uh, connect with you and get you on here and you know what has it been like for you with all these different you know businesses that you're involved in you know when did it kind of hit you that like things have to pivot and and how did you kind of manage you seem like a real chill guy Brett and I can't imagine you you know probably acting maybe as as hysterical as others. But you're doing you're doing like five times 
as many things it seems than other people so like how did you handle like when this hit how did you handle it um honestly it was it was very much like triage mode it, it was um well at first i guess the first thing was like i'm used to you just said i'm used to doing a lot of stuff and it went from like having like a pretty hefty workload and having a lot of stuff to like having nothing and literally like the control was removed from you um so really at that point it was a little bit of a lesson in like and like just letting go and, and controlling the things you can and, and and releasing the things you can't um not that you get to it out there yeah. but um but really it's it, it was just an exercise in like and and understanding like you can't like there's literally nothing you can do right now. There's no precedent. There's no, like at least in my knowledge, there's there's no precedent. There's no example you can follow when what something like this should like what you should be doing. So a lot of it was um, making sure that like we had lined up some resources to keep our team uh, like we're able to like keep them like on our our payroll and making sure that we're constantly like seeing like. Um, avenues just to explore to, to get open when we could and and um and just getting scrappy so at first i guess it was like there's literally nothing we can do and then it went to like how do we get scrappy and how do we just go into like immediately go into triage mode and get something going right. and that's where we're still very much at it's like everything is like not even week to week it's like day to day how are you handling now now like reopening uh in asbury park co-works and then opening up in red bank what kind of like uh, guidelines or um, steps are you taking as far as making sure you know you're you're doing what you can to make sure it's like covid free buildings and stuff like that is there going to be some kind of protocols in place um, yeah, I mean, we just follow what the CDC and, and Governor Murphy recommends in terms of like, because even that changes like daily mm-hmm. at times. Um, we, for co-works, what we did at the Lake House were, um, Red Bank is only going to be private offices, so that's a little bit different of a scenario. The same thing with, with our uh, Junction Hall location. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all primarily like, one-person offices, so that's like, there's an inherently... Um, distancing in place in those spaces um the lake house location where we have the common area we normally have this time of year we'll have 25 desks like full every single day in that common area so this year what we did is we paired it back um to 25 percent, and we got rid of any you can't used to be able to come in and drop in for the day if you needed a desk we, we only take full-time memberships and um and we ended up having to like raise the prices just to to be able to like like uh make sure that we're not losing too, too much revenue in it. But um, uh, essentially we just like cut our capacity way back for this summer and then just ramping up cleanings and, and, um, and all the, all the normal safety stuff and providing like mask sanitizer and things like that. So when, when you started, when you started the co-works in, in Asbury park, that building, that was like, no, like, I mean, that was nothing. There was nothing there. It was just all kind of fakakta, nothing, you know, look, look like a crappy, crappy, uh, you know, building. Uh, y- how did it go from like, what was the, the impetus to be like, all right, we have this building, nobody's using it. It's completely, you know, as far as I know, it was empty. And now there's Lake House, there's you guys, um, there's there's so much in that area. How, how Who did you work with to make, like, to develop all, like, were you a part of the construction development or, or any any of that in any way? Um, well, that was John Leader's 
and uh, he had approached us early on. Like we had known him through the just music. Because Danny and I, my partner Danny, um, both came from the music industry, so we had known John. And he's like, "I'm putting together this building. It's going to be all creatives. It's going to be all like music centric." And I need you guys to be in. So we had been exploring like doing something more with co-works. So um, it kind of just like we just were. It was nice because we were able to like build out a space that we wanted versus like walking into like like a space that had already been fit out and trying to like, like shoehorn, shoehorn in our business. It was, um, so it was nice to be able to, I guess, like it was his, his building, but we were able to get in there as like the first tenant on that floor and design it to what we needed and what we wanted. So when you're approaching a project like that, uh, I'm sure you've like developed some kind of a process uh, since you've done it a few times. Like, what would you say are the first kind of, you know, when, when you're taking on a, a project like that uh, or any project, I guess, what would you say for you? Because, you know, you're successful at it. What would you say are the first kind of couple steps you say, all right, I have the idea. I want to do it. Like, what are the next few steps in order to execute a- any kind of project that you want to get into? Um. I mean, in pertaining to like co-working model, um, where our heads are at is we're, we're trying to, to either participate or buy buildings ourselves at this point, um, either partner with investors or bring in some of our own to, uh, to be able to like use it as a vehicle to, uh, to build like our real estate portfolio. So as bare bones, we have just like a, a couple spreadsheets that you plug the numbers in and you plug some square footage, you, you, um, look at comps for like, I mean, it's like, like anything, I guess it's almost like real estate where you look at comps and see what are offices renting for in this area? What can we get? Um, uh, what type of creative community is there? Is this something that the community at large, you know, would be receptive to. And, um, and we just, we do, we just crunch numbers. Um, we also then walk through and get, um, usually we'll get like a, uh, GC or somebody with some sort of construction background that, can spot problems to walk the property and Smart. and um and just be like oh there's fifty thousand dollars there's twenty thousand dollars uh, here's an environmental problem so you probably want to run at this point so so uh so Aaron speaking of uh, but, um, but yes yeah, so it's a lot of like that type of stuff what what Aaron where you know as far as insurance goes when somebody's going to buy a building or or get involved in in building out some kind of a building where does like where does insurance play into this Aaron. So that's that's great. I mean, I love when people buy buy buildings because it, <laughs> they need more insurance, especially when a bank's involved and there's construction going on and landlords and and tenants and everything else going on. You know, so <clears throat> you know, putting building insurance in place in Monmouth County is is not a not a challenging task. Um, you know, and it's really just getting the valuations right for for replacement costs should a situation arise. I don't know if you can hear that crying in the background. I, but I have crying in the back of my house too. So it's uh, the two-year-old at the gate wanted to come out to the deck, you know, to see daddy. But hey, honey, I'm on a call right it's, now. It's a live stream, honey. Come on. Right there. Tina, can you close the door? I love when Aaron dads. Uh, <laughs> honey, come on. This is this is real life. You get the two-year-old and you get the oh, kid. Yeah. I'm like, I tried to stay home instead of go to the office so that I could hang out with my kids a little longer this morning. But, you know, you get those interruptions and now I feel I feel guilty. Uh, But, you know, (laughs) the insurance stuff is is fun when it comes to property because it's not a lot of moving pieces, you know. So we really get to 
to, to put the policies in place and, and let them run and, and just make sure we have the right coverage in place for, for what's going on in the building. And um, it's, it's an easy thing to, to manage, much easier than all the employment and cyber-related issues that are ongoing, you know, management needs and, and updates and changes with, with everything going on. Property is still just a solid, you know, good good market to work with. All right, cool. So, uh, speaking of the complete opposite, uh, you know, you're, you're involved with property with CoWorks, obviously, but then you started doing, uh, Brett, you started doing uh, Asbury Fresh, which is now called Fresh Market. Um, that involves zero property because you're you're just kind of on location. Where are you getting the vegetables from, man? What's what's the whole deal with that? Are you growing the vegetables? Are you selling them yourself? What's going on? <laughs> Well, essentially, same business model as CoWorks, where you take a space, you amenitize it, and then you basically attract the community as this model. So we break, we work with a lot of local farmers, um, local artisans, local makers, and uh, food like uh, craft, uh, and we essentially like provide a community. Uh, and uh and a network for them to to engage with like people to buy their products and and develop a relationship so they come back every week so uh how is that going to be different like going going forward what kind of what could we expect like you know are are you going to cut down on the places you're doing it or or are you just going to space them out like how how is that going to work going into the future um, well, right now we have two markets operating. So we have a market at Bellworks, which is normally indoors, but we've moved that um, outside for the time being. Um, there they have, I mean, that parking lot can do 5,000 cars, I think. So we could, we could accommodate more. There's more space to accommodate people and vendors than we would even like be able to. So um, uh there it's uh, right now we've been doing probably like 20 to 30 vendors a week um in the east parking lot uh at that space um asbury we actually just got up and running back in kennedy park and we basically have half the amount of vendors that we'll normally have this time of year so um uh just to make sure we're complying with social distancing and giving space for people to be able to um to operate and um and in a safe manner so um yeah this is we we've and operating in a limited capacity at Crescent Orange, which is like right next to the park until we're able to get back in the park. And, and now that we're there, we're able to accommodate more vendors, but, um, but still it's, it's about half of what we normally would be. So we're all, and then we're also exploring some other locations too. Like um, we're always looking at spaces to do stuff. And, and, and maybe it's, maybe it's a matter of like, uh, of uh, doing another smaller market this summer or in the fall. But, uh, but yeah, there's definitely a demand for local right now, especially local food. So we're trying to figure out how to like, like be able to activate spaces and safe ways to accommodate that need. That's cool. We, we grew our first kale and cucumber this year. Epic shouts to my wife. So maybe by next year we'll have our cucumber nice. kale tent available, you know. <laughs> I don't know if we can do any tomatoes. Yeah, I got a fridge full. Is- <laughs> <laughs> the, t- the tomatoes are too difficult. I think the cucumber and kale is where we're going to kind of, that's going to be our, our bread and butter, as it were. Um, are you? Yeah, I, have a small, I have a small farm operating in my yard. Too. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's so much. We have deer in the yard now. Like my wife didn't believe yeah. me. I had to show her the, you know, the, the droppings to be like, look, see, see, they're coming for the kale, man. 
<sighs> but anyway, it's great with kids running around too. Yeah. So put your shoes on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And the dog loves it. The dog is like this. This deer dung is delicious. I need more of this in my life. I'm like, please stop. Please stop doing that. It's like they're little raisinets. You know, they just she, she just can't help herself. It's great. Um, so you, you're like, you got, you got a lot, you got a lot going on. Like, what can we expect? Like going, going into the future as far as, you know, what do you, what do you have on the horizon? Any more stuff? Or are you just going to, you know, t- pace yourself? Um, well, we, we sold bands on a budget. Like oh. that's happened during the pandemic. It was supposed to happen right before the pandemic. And then it obviously didn't. And then, but we sold that, um, a couple of weeks ago, which is great. So we're still actually very much in the transition to, uh, to the company that bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll talk about it at some point. Um, but not today. <laughs> and, um, uh, we, the markets were really just trying to get back. back what we, and then, um, and like, like I said, we recently rebranded, um, our digital agency as, as uncommon digital strategy. So, we're really looking to take on some new clients, especially local businesses that need some help with um, social media management, email marketing, uh, web design, web development, things like that. So um, that's where a lot of our energies are going on a weekly basis uh, right now as well. So that's like probably out of the three businesses we're operating right now is um, uh, two of them are, are involved interacting with the public. So it's been a little bit challenging, but at least that business is... Uh, there's no public interfacing, so it's a little bit easier to be able to to maintain operations of that business. Definitely, especially with with Zoom and and all the stuff that's going on. It really kind of, you know, it it helps. You know, the people I've talked to have said their online businesses are actually doing. You know, they were surprised. They thought everything was going to stop, but when all this stuff kind of started happening, the online stuff seemed to kind of obviously pick up. Um, cause people are, you know, scrambling in some way in the beginning, they were scrambling. Now, obviously people are a little more settled, but just kind of figuring out what they could get done or what they should be doing in order to get on top of all this stuff. Um, so that's, that's pretty good. I mean, that, that's all, that all sounds great. I mean, where, where do you see, where do you see like the local environment, local businesses, people going out? Like I know Asbury park right now, Cookman is just a big, uh, it's just a big sidewalk right now, I think, um, you know, where, where do you see that? Where do you see like businesses like at the end of, at the end of the summer going into the fall are, are, are things ever going to get back to some kind of a semblance do you think, or, or of normalcy or what do, where do you see this all going? I'm normally an optimist, but I think, I think things are going to get very grim for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think <laughs> right now our economy is being artificially propped up with a lot of money mm-hmm. and there's not real solu- like businesses there is no real timeline when businesses can get up and running in, in a capacity and, and furthermore when people are still safe to come out so unless they keep pumping this this money to keep propping up markets um i think there's going to be like it's going to get worse before it gets better right now i feel like we're in this like little like euphoria of like like um it's nice out of like it's nice weather like like um there's a little bit of like money floating around, whether it's people getting like, like that unassurance benefits or, or, or things of that nature. But, um, but when that stuff starts to dry up, I think it's going to get really bad. Um, and we're going to be in for a ride. I mean, it's, it's, um, 
we we started our business in 2000. So it's, uh, I mean, it's not our first time through, through economic turmoil, yeah. but, um, but and, and we've like, I mean, at this point, like I said, we have a good team and, 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 and the people that we like, we try and surround ourselves with are way better than we are way smarter than Danny and I. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like we have the right tools to get through stuff, but I don't, I mean, I, I fear if it's like a small, like one person business, like that is just getting started. It's like very like, it's a very difficult environment to navigate. And, um, and I think a lot of like, especially the brick and mortar and retail really like, I mean, the businesses that have been succeeding on main street, um, are the ones that are primarily internet businesses that use main street location as like an office or use it as like a, some sort of like, like showroom type of space. So I think you're going to have to see like businesses that were like not really adapted to that need to adapt to it because it's, I mean, all, is is killing it i mean people selling like Etsy, people selling like like um like shopify or and shopify sites and stuff like that are doing like seem to be doing really well but i know retail is still even with 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 cookman opening up on um uh thursdays through sundays the retail is still suffering because there's there, there isn't a lot of like traffic i mean that park like i mean just being down there on a sunday like um they took out all of the parking on cookman avenue but you can still find parking on like, <laughs> like the surrounding streets. Like wow. on a normal summer is like you're walking six blocks. Yeah. You can't parking. find anything. So, and it's like, and I think it's, um, uh, and I think there's a lot of like fear of people still like apprehensive to come out and they're just doing their shopping a lot. So I think a lot of these businesses really need to like, like, like prioritize that if, if they're going to like put their energies into something. Yeah, and wear a mask. People go out, and if you're scared, just wear a mask and go buy stuff, please. Oh, um, Andrew, you and I went out to lunch last week. Yeah, we um, did. That was crazy. It was it was crazy. It was two thirty, I think, after after we were we were live at the Long Branch Distillery. We went to Rooney's in Long Branch. There was a two hour wait. Yeah, table at two thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> Um, which is ridiculous. And they put a big tent up in the parking lot. It's a good thing. I know people shout out Daryl. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I felt um, so cool. We had a killer lunch with great views and, oh, and a, that's great cocktails and socially masked up. It was, it was really a good experience, but you know, it's kind of crazy out there right now. And you know, small business is in a great position to pivot. Um, as Brett was talking about, as, as we've done, got a little more digital at, at LG Insurance as well. But we're going to see more and more bankruptcies from these national chains that, that just can't handle, you know, their, their retail operations because they can't survive. And I think come the fall, when things start to settle down after this beautiful summer we're having, that, that next wave of reality is going to hit home hard. And uh, we're going to start seeing some more businesses start to, to shut their doors as they're not going to be able to survive the winter. So it's, uh, you know, pivot, you know, go more digital, do whatever you can to conserve and uh, re- rebrand yourself and, and do whatever you need to do to, to survive and, and continue to thrive in this kind of environment. You know, we keep doing it, keep shifting as Brett keeps shifting and 
you know, it's great. That's the best advice you can give. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to hear because when we were first supposed to do this, I knew that, uh, you know, we were supposed to sit down with Brett in the beginning of all this. I knew that, that you were opening up another location and then co-works and then like you, you couldn't obviously get on the podcast because you were busy, you know, figuring everything out. So I'm glad that you kind of worked through it and figured it out and, and are opening up. You know, that's that's good to hear. Uh, the other thing that you were involved with was uh, Jersey Shore Tech. You were doing these 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 meetups for uh, for crypto. Well, for for blockchain. I remember going I went to one of them and I was like, yeah, let's talk about crypto. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. We talk about blockchain. That's what the civilized people talk about. Us animals will want to talk about crypto. Are, are you going to? Are you are you are you going to do that more? Are you going to do it online? Because what should we be buying? Chainlink? What are we buying? Are we buying Bitcoin still? What are you into, man? Right. Litecoin? What do you got? Right now, um, Apple stock, Tesla. <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> I can throw a couple funds your way. <laughs> but um, no, I'm, I've always, I mean, it's funny because with, with the whole Bitcoin thing, like I bought I bought some back in like 2013 and just nice. didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And then through all the hype, I'm like, wow, I'm going to be able to retire by the end of the year. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it like obviously collapsed and, yeah. but even when it collapsed, I was still in the green. I, yeah. oh, never, yeah, you were, I don't you think I ever it. went red. If you and, bought um, it back then, you're definitely and, in the green. And it's, it's been, a, yeah. And it's like, and you're, it's pretty much like, I mean, I don't, follow it every day but i know last time i think bitcoin was about ten thousand like nine ten thousand or something so it's still i mean it's 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 there and it's been pretty stable for as much as like any cryptocurrency could be Mm -hmm. but um i mean it's i think the biggest problem with that is it needs there needs to be a practical use yeah and um and until that happens then it's just gonna like i think there is a value to it but there's not like a um it, it's it's basically betting at this point, especially when you get into some of the other other stuff. Which I mean, there's plenty of ways to bet. I mean, you can go to Atlantic City, you can go to the casino, like you can go to like just be an options trader. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I mean, it's for for some people if that works. Like I'm I'm not I'm a buy and hold person, whether it's a stock or whether it's, it's like a coin. So what but, uh um, so are real you, estate so are you gonna be uh, are you gonna be doing any more blockchain meetups or anything like that in the future um with blockchain meetup we haven't really since the hype died down like we haven't really done too much of that jersey short tech we were we've still been doing like monthly meetups up until the pandemic mm-hmm. um asbury agile the annual conference that we do we're not doing it this year just because um uh i don't think by October, everything's going to be like to a point where like people are going to feel comfortable coming out. And, and, and I know early on, a lot of the speakers that um, we normally would attract to these types of events were saying, and we're not doing anything for the rest of the year. And um, so we're talking about maybe shifting that to the spring. If things look like they can, like, instead of going like two years without an event, mm-hmm. maybe we can push it to 18 months. Um, but, uh, but we're still like, probably we'll take like a, uh, account of what's going on probably like the fall and then if it looks like things are getting back to normal a little bit and and other other groups are starting to do conferences and events in person and then we'll uh then we'll revisit that idea then but but uh but yeah i mean it's it's definitely like hard to again running so many public facing things that uh it's it's hard to operate like with um uh when you can't 
legally put people in a room together. Yeah, I hear so, you. And this, I mean, the Zoom thing's cool too, but it's like, I don't, I mean, it's, it's really comes down to where do you want to put your energies and it's like, it's not like, uh, I think it's good if, it, if, if it's I like- I love Zoom, like, we'll I gotta tell you. Well, for, for, yeah, for something like this or for like our team, like I have like a team meeting in 15 minutes and I have another team meeting at, at 10. But it's like things like that, I think they're essential. And I actually think it's in a lot of ways it's better. Um, uh, maybe it doesn't replace face-to-face all the time, but it's it's better way to get everybody together. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when you're trying to run a community and build like a network and, and, and have that face-to-face like one-on-one stuff, it just it's really hard to do it over Zoom. I mean, I know there's like Zoom happy hours and things like that, but they I get mean, old. nothing beats like, like, you know, starting at the wine loft and then making it over to Avenue and then closing up the night of Bond Street. And that's uh, like when Aaron does his effects. That's true. <laughs> I don't know what talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This whole family is just at the door right now watching them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I can't wait to I can't wait to get back to stuff like that, like networking stuff, being out, meeting people drinking wine mm. and whatnot sounds like a good time uh brett i know you got to get going you got to you got to get ready for your next meeting so i just wanted to say thanks and it's really great everything that you're doing uh you know there's there's all these pocket communities you know that that you're kind of bringing together and there's there's a practicality to it and then there's also a very totally local vibe to just bringing people together that might be on the fringes but really kind of you know people that work by themselves it it, it that that that's that open space that was in co-works it's really great to meet like-minded people and talk to people it's great to have those meetups as far as the fresh market stuff i mean you know it's it's like we have we're we're in the garden state so there's a lot of farmers there's a lot of vegetables there's a lot of fruits so bringing all that together and being able to like have that kind of community uh is great and I'm, i'm i'm happy to hear that that everything's working out up in red bank and uh, thanks for spending the time uh, with us today to uh, to talk about all this. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is awesome, uh, Aaron. What uh, what what do you what do you got? Are we going to Rooney's today or what? Oh man, so sounds tempting. Sounds tempting. <laughs> today's, uh, today's, a, today's a work day, but it's also going to be a golf day. Um, Perfect. Beautiful out, so I'm going to go out and enjoy myself for a couple of hours and uh, do a little networking on the golf course. That's great because Aaron, you, you got to remember what Brett said. You need to take it's not it's not like leisure. It. It's not it's not <laughs> you, it's you doing. You got to do what you can for the business, which means you have to go play golf. Okay? <laughs> do, you, do you have do you have an extra set of clubs? Because uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're too busy, man. You don't have time, Brett. <laughs> all right guys soon, soon. Uh, thank you again uh everyone out there you know what time it is it's totally local time please you know please tune in tune in to the podcast when you can uh check us out on instagram totally underscore local underscore podcast totallylocalpodcast.com obviously if you're on facebook you know where we're at uh thank you to our guests thank you to aaron um brett and aaron thank you so much i can't thank you enough uh and uh let me just uh figure out how to uh Uh, stop the stream here and we'll be out of here (laughs) boom